I'm Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mary, owner and tattoo artist at Hillside House Studios. Mary started tattooing in her beautiful in-home studio and is now opening a new studio. She truly does it all. Mary's known for her crisp, clean, tiny line work, especially for ornamental designs and micro-realism. She's also kick-ass at florals, script conceptual pieces, and just straight-up art. Hillside House offers a safe place with flexibility and transparency. For more information or to book an appointment, go to MaryHobanTattoos.com or check out the studio Instagram at Hillside House Studio. Got it. Okay, we're good. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I cannot believe this is what's happening right now. I just don't have time for this right now. Do not have time. So if you don't know everyone, I have COVID again yay Yay for the second time so truly thought it a sinus infection and it was like it was a hard positive it was not a subtle line it was like (laughs) bitch you have COVID and I was like cool so love that for you love it live love laugh cry um and you know what I think it just wraps up this episode like so well because this yeah. has not been the easiest episode to get out. Um, so for or those to record. No, it's been a journey. We interviewed Stony, like some of the cast of Stony Lonesome. It was a dream. We had a great time. And the the application we used, is that what it's called? The program? Yeah, it was like the the software that we used. Did not upload all the audio because we had to do it virtually. Yeah, and, uh, and we were missing audio, missing video, and it was horrible. Uh, yeah, no, so, it was just uh, a good time. We did it again, which I think this one was better. This one was better. I feel bad because my audio wasn't great, but you know what? Just live with it, friends. Deal you know with what? it. I panic. We'll have them again, maybe for a third time. <laughs> I would love that. I just want to be all I of their friends. I want them back for sure. I want everyone. I want to know like when they're all in Belleville, like maybe when they're shooting or something and then have them all in the studio. We should yeah. take them for dinner. <sighs> dinner party I just saw that. At the local. Oh, I love that idea. I'm excited for the local to open. I can hear I my dog in the hallway. Um, me too. Him. What Jimmy else? Kenny. Tell us when it opens. Invite us to the grand opening. You totally um, just like cut uh, out. That was like really messy. I liked it. This this whole thing is messy. Life is messy. <sighs> I feel like we're both struggle puddles right now. Yeah, I feel like all of the feelings and emotions that I've been bottling up inside for the last week really just hit me in the Starbucks drive-thru. This morning. <laughs> this morning. And oh, good literally pulled up and i'm sobbing in the starbucks drive-thru and i'm like i can't even look at you guys right now so yeah that was was no it's fine it's just you know that's life right um but yeah yeah. and then i have like this wonderful message from tara from family dental center on my voicemail that i haven't Mm -hmm. listened to but i've read the transcript and she's just the sweetest and i need to rebook this appointment yeah that would probably be good no, I think it's important. Da, 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 da. What was I going to say? 
Mm, I don't remember. My COVID rate is real. Yeah, so we have bingo on Monday, Valentine's Day. Um, Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, Thursday? Still get tickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can get tickets. If pricing is an issue, send us a message. And we'll we'll work with you. Yeah, (laughs) we'll make it work. And then next Thursday, the 16th, mm-hmm. we have teamed up with the Small Business Center. They're having us to do a how to start and market a podcast. Yay. And We're podcast can- experts according to their events page. And I think we're so. going to, you know what? It's like, I know that like our whole thing was like unqualified. We don't really know what we're doing, but I really think that like we're kind of getting a good grip on it. I think we have a really good grip on it and we are qualified. It's just funny to say underqualified. Like we are qualified babes at what we do. I think. Yes. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of a funny, like, it's like, I'm not like, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but like, I'm not like your typical, like put together business person. Same. Never been there. But can I, can I put together a business or a, like a, a side hustle thing and like make, grow it and make it successful. Yeah. Yes. But I'm not. Can we brand the shit out of things? Yes. Yes. So. But do I put um, on that crazy, like not crazy. Cause I totally respect people who are like put together and like can do that. But like, that's just not who I am. No, I think I'm just very chaotic and I'm less chaotic than I used to be, shockingly. Um, oh, but same. Yeah, by far. It's just how my brain works. So I make it work and I hope people like me. If you don't, I'm so sorry. But um, well, I mean, if they don't like you, they're not listening. <laughs> I love that. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it's like, we're not. Imagine they were listening and they were just like, I hate you. It's <laughs> like, okay. You know what? You still, we still get the stream. It's all good. Uh, we'll take the download. Thank you. So yeah, that's that's a lot of what's coming up. Um, but for now, enjoy our episode. I'm editing it as we are talking. Like I'm in the process of editing it. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, it's really fun. I hope everyone enjoys, and we'll catch you on the uh, at the end of this. Today, we have our first returning guest who convinced some of his friends to join us on the podcast. You may have heard the name, been told about it from a friend, or stumbled upon it on 5TV. Stony Lonesome is produced by A20 Studio and is a sketch comedy series about life on the wrong side of the tracks, but the right side of life. Full of familiar Belleville faces, the show brings the humor we need while highlighting some of our area's landmarks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome Kelly McKinney, Victor Cooper, Alicia Peltier and Matt Demel. After last time, let me just change my name here because I'm using my wife's name because it's her Zoom account. <laughs> oh, my everyone! Yours is right. I think everyone's is good. I got mine now. Oh, there we go. Now. Round two, because you all rock and are round two. Um, the fact that we've so, managed to round up you guys for a second time is 
because we are highly sought after. So you it's are. surprising you were able to. <laughs> Wicked I had to clear my whole schedule today. Yeah. That's fine. I'm yeah. surprised our, our agents even took your call. Uh, well, thank you. And we're going to hopefully this recording works. Fingers crossed. So can we go around and do the introductions again? Like good old grade four classroom. Start with Victor. Hey. hey, hey. Uh, my name is Victor. I'm the director of Stony Lonesome. Um, I own 8020 Studio with Kelly McKinney, who is below me in my uh, screen layout. And um, <laughs> yeah, I heard blow me too. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I co-write and uh direct Stony Lonesome. Alicia? Hello, I'm Alicia Falche. I'm one of the co-writers for Stony Lonesome. Um uh, one of the producers and I act in it. I play multiple characters that you see. Kelly. Hi everybody. Uh, my name is Kelly McKinney, co-creator um co-writer and actor of several different roles in stony lonesome and happy to be here thank you thank you matt hi guys uh thanks for having us here today i'm super excited to do the podcast matt demille uh chef father amateur athlete and i play bush uh act in stony lonesome and i play bush number two as well amazing that was a joke um, from the first recording the first yeah it, didn't hit it like landed same, it but... landed great buddy don't worry about it <laughs> look at it. everyone's yeah. laughing um, we, all, we all got it we yeah. got it no one else is gonna get it and i love an inside joke so yeah also now you need a character named bush i think that, yeah. that would be awesome <laughs> his, his last name is number two bush number two <laughs> bush it has spelled like the beer like right B-U-S-C-H. with the s-c-h yeah yeah last name hightower bush hightower that's, that's your porn name. Bush that's terrible. Bush got shot from season three, unfortunately. He's yeah. the he's the stony lonesome convoy guy. Yeah. Like, hey, oh Bush. my god, the anti-vaxxer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the anti-vaxxer. Uh, he he refuses to wear a mask in the one one. He's like, I wear a mask. I'm here at least once a month. No. Oh, god. This is exactly what I thought it would be again. Hopefully we don't yeah. talk about this. No, I like it. Um, I guess one, I just have to bring this up before we keep going. Matt, you, it was your daughter's birthday and you took her to like Disney something. Yeah. And the her Disney. poses in every photo, she was giving us model poses. And I was I like, know. of course, this is his daughter. I don't even know where she gets it from. And, and like when the... I didn't sure? like, <laughs> yeah, We all know. We all yeah. know. Daddy's TikTok. Um, <laughs> And just she was, like when the lights go down, so you go into this big room and there's like all these cartoons showing and the lights go down and she was just like doing these interpretive dances. And I'm like, it's great. Kids are crazy. Kids are kids are amazing. I love them. Yeah. Well, she's definitely yours, I think. So that's, that's she's good. just she horrible. Like you really do be. have very cute children. Yeah, they're they're OK. They're good. We filmed a documentary with Matt and we were filming some stuff of just him and his family decorating the tree. And I was framed up. I was in the kitchen and I was just like looking through the doorway into the living room. And his daughter comes sliding in with like four different <laughs> costumes on, doing like a full on like crazy dance. And then she comes around the corner with like a glass of her mom's wine. And she's like, look, I'm mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that medicine. made the documentary. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Amazing. That's awesome. Sorry yeah. for that 
tangent. I like get into like real deal, serious business stuff. Um, I want to ask, I guess we're going to start with Kelly. Like how was Stony Lincoln like born? Tell us the story. Ah, okay. Um, it was an idea that Victor and I discussed. So in, for people that are not from Belleville listening to the podcast, there's actually a geographical area in the city of Belleville called Stony Lonesome. So it's, it's, you know, in a short, shortest version, it's just the, it's the other side of the tracks, but physically it's below the 401, uh, east of the river, above the railroad tracks. And it's the last area in Belleville to get electricity we're going to start talking about poop soon. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> let's, go, let's go. Let's go. Garmin, you say I can feel it. And the last to get, um, there is no sewers and study lonesome. So this is like the 1920s or 30s. You would actually go to the bathroom in a chamber pot and you take it out in the morning. It was called night soil. It's what they called it. And someone would come by and pick it up. Now, I don't know. I've done a ton of research as much as I can do. And I can't find, I don't know if this was daily or weekly or who did it or you know, any of that Gross. stuff, but it was, it's the other side of town. So the people from Stony Lonesome, they're more colorful, they're more interesting. And they go into the fancy side of town for dinner or whatever. And people on the fancy side of town go into Stony Lonesome to get their, you know, a haircut or their car worked on or whatever. So they just, it's about the interplay between these characters. Ta-da, that's it. <laughs> that's great. And so did Kelly, did you more have the idea and then did you pitch it to Victor and then the workings began? Yeah. So um, the way every conversation goes uh, with Victor and I, uh, like we met and hit it off and we have, you know, breakfast or whatever, sit around, chat, we'll have some sort of purpose of the meeting. Like, you know, we, hey, we should get together and talk about X. We never get to X. We just talk back and forth, interrupt each other <laughs> with different ideas. And uh, it's just like, I would love to film it sometime because it's totally nonsensical. No one gets to finish the sentence. So I think I said, hey, I got this idea. And then he talked over me with something different. And then I finally got it out and we, you know, talked over each other. And then at the end, we're like, I think that sounds like a show. So we were probably that's, supposed that's to be doing our memory. taxes or something. Yeah. 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 Smart. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm, I generate, I'm a dumb idea generator. And, uh, and after that discussion, Victor's actually does stuff. And then with, once we got Alicia got better and Matt got better. So, um, you know, there was a kernel of an idea that we sort of developed back and forth over lots of conversations. And the problem thing- is Kelly has come up with this great idea and now he hits me with about 2000 ideas a week. And the problem is a lot of them are good. We just can't do them all. But I'm not going to stop him from coming up with great ideas because he's he is really good at that. He calls himself a dumb idea generator. I think he's an idea generator. And it's about yeah. 60, 40, which is pretty good. That's, <laughs> That's a good ratio. Yeah. yeah, I think. How did, that pretty much uh, sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> That's how this podcast started. It was just, hey. Dumb, dumb ideas. We're just going to do it. Dumb yeah. ideas. Yeah. Let's just do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. How, um, Victor and Kelly, do you know each other and did 8020 get started, which now produces Stony Lonesome? Kelly and I went to different schools together. Um, different schools together? Yeah, there it is. There it is. That's an old man joke. Um, no, so I used to work for a different company, uh, a video company, and Kelly came to us uh, as McDougal Insurance and said, hey, we need some videos done. And so I kind of took the lead on that because it was more my style. And uh, Kelly and I, you know, he had this crazy idea for um, like a choose your own adventure 
comedy series to help promote insurance, which I thought was very cool. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. produced that and hit it off right away. And then at some point, um, I was, you know, kind of thinking about doing my own thing. And Kelly said, well, if you ever do decide to go out on your own, just call me and, you know, maybe I could join you. And I don't know what it was, maybe two, three days later, uh, I called Kelly. I said, okay, I'm going out on my own. Get ready. And <laughs> I don't think he was quite ready for that quicker response. Uh, I think he was thinking like a year or two down the road, maybe. Um, yeah, I said but, I was drunk when I said that. I, I was just kidding. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just felt bad for you. So I. <laughs> it was the it was the cocaine talking, you know, he just he gets yappy. <laughs> Uh, about yeah, three months later, we were at the Banff World Media Festival. So yeah, things happen wow, quickly. Pretty wild. Yeah. I'm actually wearing my Banff shirt now. Oh, I thought you were going to take your but, shirt off. I was like, what are, well, what's hey, going on? There is a little stain here. <laughs> it's it looks like a mustard kind of stain. It's it's not a mustard stain though. It's actually uh, like katsumuro. Uh, it's my nipple showing through. That's what it is. No, uh, it's like a glue that you use to put pottery back together. We were doing this oh, I know craft. What that is. I spilled some glue. Yeah, I can't remember how do you Thanks how you say explaining. it. It's like a Japanese word. Yeah, it's uh, like when you, if something breaks and then you put it back together, it's still yes. like beautiful. It's like art. Yeah, I know exactly. I know what you, mean. you know what's going on. Is it, it's like katsumuro like or something. Super glue, like no, it's not like super glue. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> some people just don't get it. Right? Yeah, kabuki glue. I think. We'll work on it. Okay, it's yeah, it's not kabuki. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, I was going to say bukkake. <laughs> did, you, did you use bukkake? No, I said kabuki, knowing it might lead to bukkake. So. Good job. Nice setup. Ah, subtle. Nice subtle. Glad, yeah, you played volleyball, didn't you? You're, I wanted someone to correct me on it. So. Set it up. Good job. Me. I have a cold. Um, and so I find that having a little coffee or a little cookie. So I have a pile of cookies here, coffee. I'm quite uh, comfortable. Is it one of the maple cookies? Yes, it is. Old school, baby. <gasps> Oh, amazing. Yeah, grew up on these suckers. That's how we got nostalgia. Uh, I can eat a the whole salad, box I, can, I totally know what that tastes like. Um, Alicia, like how did you get involved in Stony Lonesome? Um, well, I did a short film uh, with Victor. I was just brought on as an actor. It was kind of this weird passion project. Um, and Victor, you were... Just I was just the, brought on his camera. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we hit it off. And months later, he reached out to me with actually, it was supposed to be a horror film. And I was like, okay, that's, that's right. yeah. It's like, we did comedy together, but all right. Um, and then <laughs> that didn't work out. And uh, then he pitched this idea and they brought me on for uh, two or three days of shooting for a pilot episode we hit it off and by the end of that weekend they asked if i wanted to come on as uh, as a co-writer and producer and i was like absolutely yep. i had so Amazing. much fun um yeah and it's and the rest was history and the rest was yeah. history your characters yeah. are amazing. And I guess that leads to how do you guys come up with the characters and what's the writing process for the show? Yeah I, I mean some some of the characters are uh kind of like just mashups of people we all know uh i think everybody knows some greasy mechanic and everybody knows some crazy lady next door with a baby on her hip and another one on the way and four more inside the house you know um 
And, uh, and then some of them are extreme characters like Scooter Man was 100% Kelly's baby. Uh, and it's just that could only come from his mind. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's just like you get enough people in a room that are all crazy like us and you start, you know, shooting out ideas and, uh, characters start to come alive and, um, yeah. they're usually half built until a, an actor like Kelly or Alicia get in there and, and start to bring it to life. And then you're like, Oh yeah, this is a real character. <laughs> and every that. once in a while we're like, no, this isn't a character. And we shut it down. <laughs> I think people often. tend to, I think people tend to overcomplicate it. Like, you know, you, you think like, Oh, this guy, he's got this thing, but like, it really, it just has to be like Victor said, it could just be someone, you know, and if you take a step back and like, you know, if you go to Thanksgiving at your family's house and you just step back and watch what's happening, you're like, Oh yeah, these people are, people are crazy yeah. you know yeah. and you just yeah. watch what they're doing and you just or, or christmas time and you watch you know you watch a family member and you're like yeah it's it's funny it's hilarious. You're on a podcast yeah. and somebody belches in the first like 15 <laughs> seconds and you're like that could be a character i don't know i wasn't i didn't i didn't want to point anybody out you know okay did that you, know you were else could be a character is uh the queen of stony lonesome hmm Oh, that's oh, yes. 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 Yeah. So just for context, um, for everyone who's listening, oh, yeah. I for everyone who didn't hear the first iteration of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, so like 10 years ago, there's like this app called Foursquare. And you would check into different places. God knows why. Sometimes you would get a discount at like restaurants or something. So I would always check into Stony Lonesome when I got home because I never wanted to like check into my house. So that's weird. Obviously, I'm the queen of my house. Like, please. Um, so yeah, I'd always check into Stony Lonesome. So like when this came up, I was like, oh my God, like I know what Stony Lonesome is. Like I know where that is. So I know weird. this thing. And I'm like, and I'm the queen of Stony Lonesome because I was the one that checked into this place the most. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, we need to, we need to bring you in for a sketch. We need a yeah. we need a queen royalty of Stony Lonesome. <laughs> I clean That's up better than this. It's fine. <laughs> I think you're perfect just the way you are. That's how you should show up for the sketch. Okay. Oh, I love yeah. That. I mean, you pretty much and, absolutely. Like, you're like a blonde okay. Patty. Oh, you don't know Patty. You yet. are Has like you a blonde it? Patty. Right. Oh my gosh. Patty's BFF. Maddie. Yeah. No, no, Maddie's already taken. Uh, Who's Patty? What are you talking about, dumbass? I thought it was Pat. I thought it was Pat. Pat. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm watching TV. Did you guys? Are we recording? I just called you a dumbass Um, right to your face. That's terrible. (laughs) Oh well. Um, We really do love each other. I swear. How long does it take to record a season? Because so season one is on Bell Five. Um, how long did it take? What was the process of getting it there? And how long does filming that season take? Ooh, that's a big old chunk of questions. Um, yeah, enjoy. Take have it fun. away, Victor. So, it I'll start with the process of getting it there. Um, I had met uh, Paul Gardner, who uh, is at Bell 5. And I'd uh, done some uh, pitches for him. And he was like, you know, oh, we love this one, but we just bought something very similar. So we're not going to buy that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I pitched him something else. And he was like, oh, we love that. But you're just a month too late. We just spent our whole budget. Try again. And so it was a little bit of that. And then finally, we pitched him Stony Lonesome. And uh, he said, you know, like, 
if you haven't already pitched this anywhere else, we're going to get on a call tomorrow morning and, you know, just have some numbers ready. And, uh, and so he, uh, gave us a call that next day. Sorry, <clears throat> my throat's a little dry. Kelly, take it over from here, sir. Okay. <laughs> so we, we pitched the idea and, uh, he said, okay, I like it. Uh, let me, let me think about it. Get back to you. And he got back to us an hour later and said, okay, that budget that I said, you know, I need a rough take on, I need the full thing. I need it by, you know, tomorrow morning. So I think with bell five there, um, I'm struggling with the right word, but they're they're there to create, help create talent. So they, someone has an idea. They're not Netflix, not HBO. They're like, um, they're like an incubator. Incubator. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I got and so they get they get some support from the government, and when they have money, they're ready to invest. So they like the idea, and so probably a little bit of timing was good for us. But they had money, and they like the idea, and they're like, okay, go. We need it now. And so yeah. you know, luckily we were ready. We had done. In the process of pitching, they say, you know, don't give us, don't film anything. Don't give us a final product. Like we just want a good idea, a good pitch deck, a couple of slides. We can get our head around it. We gave them, we did what we weren't supposed to do and gave them, you know, essentially a pilot and said, we, we filmed this. Uh, we think it's great. And there you go. And they were like, wow, you know, we don't like when people do this necessarily, but you guys actually nailed it. So we, we know exactly what you're talking about. We get Stony Lonesome. We love the characters. Go. Uh, so I and we had to write up. a show very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. guys killed it because it's hilarious. Oh, thank you. That's great. No, that's yeah. it. I'm good. I'm just like fangirling. It's cool. <laughs> what was the timeline between them saying yes and then like how 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 long did you have to write the first season? Right. Good question. Uh, does anyone remember what time of year any of this happened? Uh, I mean, we had a, we had a couple months to okay. to yeah. write it. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, 48 hours or anything like that. Um, no, it was a couple months. Yeah, we had a couple months to write it. We sent them all the scripts. They sent back their changes. You know, we like this. We don't like this. This is too risque for us. Um, and so we made cringe. our changes, sent them back. <laughs> What's that, Kelly? I said cringe because the uh, Bell 5 is a family channel. And so they have very strict rules on what they like, which doesn't line up with my sense of humor necessarily at all. And so, so some of the stuff we put in wasn't appropriate and they came back, but the comment on one of mine was just cringe. I think was all they said. <laughs> what was the idea? I can't. Oh, tell I you. don't think we should. Yeah. No, I don't yeah, think we should. That's okay. But it's fine. We'll, we'll uh, do it over, the exact over quote sometime. was it actually okay. made us cringe was what they said. Uh, so, yeah. But that's Amazing. okay. One day. I probably would not all the ideas land. Yeah. Now that we've got had some work done, now it feels like a compliment. But at the time it was soul crushing. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) this is this was my great dream. And now it's been dashed. But um, (laughs) I did want to answer an earlier question you asked about the writing process. So just because we sort of skipped over it, but the the um when we were writing season two, um well, we should have had Matt there in retrospect because he's insanely funny, but it was Alicia. Victor and I, and then we hired a writer from this hour is 22 minutes. Wow. Nigel Grinstead. Yeah. Nigel Grinstead. And so the, the process, the actual process is we all had ideas and we came together on the smallest table you can imagine that could fit four laptops, <laughs> laptops. and sat about like, you know, eight inches from each other. And, and he said, okay, I've seen season one. I like it. You know, what do you guys got? And we would pitch an idea and then we would sort of laugh and we would take turns like say, okay, you know, can I write that one? And so someone would write it 
And then the other three would argue over, over uh, what they wanted to write. And someone had a kernel of something and some were, you know, there's sort of a draft written, but essentially in the course of two days, uh, we wrote sketches, um, you know, in the middle of it, we'd have sort of a half hour each. We'd say, okay, let's write. And then we'll come back in half an hour, but we're, we're not coming back. We're like literally eight inches apart writing and say, okay, excuse me, guys, what's a, what's a funnier word uh, for flaccid and, you know, just yelling back and forth, different ideas and stuff. And then we're like, okay, great, great. And then we'd write and then present them to each other. And you'd read them sort of in the voices you thought. And we just, we killed ourselves laughing. It was and, so uh, much fun. So much fun. Two days of madness. And I wish we'd done more. Um, yeah. Originally we didn't know this Nigel guy and Victor said, let's do three days. And I was like, no, oh, that's too much, too risky. Like we don't know this guy. Is he what funny? if he sucks? Are we going to like <laughs> each other? Uh, and two days was, I, it was probably the greatest, um, I don't want to say artistic and be too, you know, fluffy about it, but it was the, the, the funnest, uh, writing experience yeah. ever, for sure. Yeah. And Nigel's hilarious. It was really great bringing him on and having his perspective and touch on the project. It, it made a big difference. And that was for season two that you brought him in or he would yeah. be there for yeah. season one too. For season two. Oh. For season two. Yeah. We took a lot one, more time writing for season two. Did our own thing. Yeah. And then, uh, it's always good to kind of get like that outside perspective too. Right. So it's yeah. cause like, yeah. Like this is like your baby, like your brainchild. It's like everything I do about with this is going to be perfect. But then you get like the outside influence and yeah. they, yeah, no, I always find that like super helpful. And it's and, crazy yeah. how many jokes are in a good episode of a comedy show. Like yeah. uh, I just started watching corner gas again. And the, the very first episode, the, the pilot episode I was trying to keep track and it was like a joke every 10 or 12 seconds. Like it's just nonstop. And you know, they aren't all bangers, but once you start piling them on, you're just like, Holy shit. Like how did they write smart writing comedy and so many good callbacks. So uh, I think that's the one thing that we just want to keep adding more time to is the writing process. Um, It's tough because there's a certain amount of money to spend. And it just costs a certain amount to put anything on screen, whether it's funny or not. Uh, so once you've got, you know, an hour on screen, most of your budget's gone. So um, we want to keep pushing more toward writing. And, uh, you know, that's what we that's what we hope to do. It's pretty cool. These guys uh, writing, you know, writing and directing, like when you read the script, I, like I, I haven't been involved in the writing process. But like when you when you get the script and you read the script, Sometimes it like makes no sense because Victor and Kelly have a plan in mind. And then when you see it on film, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Okay. But it's like to foresee that is like blows my mind. Like to be able to know that when it comes together, it's going to be funny, you know? Yeah. And a lot of what we do too is like a script is kind of the base because Mm -hmm. once we start rolling, there's always new ideas that come up and yeah, we'll do a version that's to the script, but then we have time to play. And Victor's great for that as a director because he always has ideas in the moment and is always down to like push you to the next level. And I find that's when a lot of the magic happens and the character development happens and the sketches actually come to life. So yeah, some of it's not, not in the writing room. He'll go with it. Like if we're, if we're on set, literally, in the middle of a shoot and like one of us will say, wait, wait, what if we tried this or said this and Victor will roll with it. It'll be like, okay, try it. Or yeah. if he hates it, he'll tell us to shut up, but he'll be like, go for it. And you know what I mean? But the, to have that sort of fluidity and, and the fact that we're all friends is great because if you're on like a huge set, who knows 
what it would be like, but to be comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, you get to really, yeah. you don't always get the creative stuff. freedom, but yeah. on our sets we do. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a lot easier for me to do uh, This is going to sound mushy, but when you're surrounded by people who are really good at what they do and who are offering up great ideas and great alternatives, it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, let's try this when you know, you might be on a different set where it's just like, there's a thousand ideas flying at you and they all suck. And you're like, I have to shoot them all <laughs> down. Um, so uh, to deflect a little of the credit, you know, it's a lot easier for me to do that because these guys are really good at what they do. Um, but to Matt's point, actually, Matt wrote a whole sketch uh, in <laughs> in the middle of shooting and, and we filmed it. Uh, and I'll just... I'll I'll just give it away because it's a, it's a small one. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's a little treat. Uh, He was like, there was a little uh, splotch of butter butter chicken on one of the tables. And he's like, he's like, okay, what if I, I tell Eric, I'm like, how much for you to scrape that up and eat it? And then Eric's like five bucks and you're like deal. (laughs) And then Eric scratches it up and eats it. And then Eric hands him five bucks and he's like, (laughs) Easy money. <laughs> and then Matt's like, pleasure doing business with you. And that's the it's whole literally... sketch. You know, it took us like, I don't know, five minutes to shoot. Days. But yeah. yeah, it took us three days yeah. to shoot. Yeah. yeah. I had to block uh... it. Hey, Kay, how many tattoos do you have? Well, the exact number is unknown, but I know where I'm getting my next one. I'm booked on February 14th for some Valentine's Day flash at Hillside House Studio with Mary Holbin. Oh, it's Valentine's Day flash? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. But I thought you were getting stars, so that's fun. I am getting stars. Oh, in she, April. Oh, so do you have two booked in with her? I have two appointments. You want another one too, right? I do. And I think I'm going to book in with Mary for a, my dumpster fire tattoo idea. <laughs> I think, think she really kill cute. it. Mary is a babe of many talents. She went to school for nursing, but has ultimately set up a safe, flexible, and transparent tattoo studio. From floral to script, ornamental design, micro-realism pieces, you'll walk away with a beautiful tattoo. To book a tattoo or to learn more about Mary and Hillside House Tattoo, follow at Hillside House Studios on Instagram or check out maryhobantattoos.com. Matt, how did you get involved? Because, as you said, you're a chef. Um... So how did you get involved in On Stony Lonesome? Oh my gosh. Um, well, v- Victor and I have sort of worked together in the past on and off with uh, cooking uh, cooking videos and like uh, one of my side hustles. I do like, with hot feet. maple. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> on my seat? Fun said one of your side hustles, fun with feet. Fun with feet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so... What was I saying? Hot maple sauce, side COVID side hustle. <laughs> Victor graciously uh, shot a wonderful commercial for that for me, which was awesome. Uh, and then he just called. He called me up one day. He was like, "Hey, uh, we need an extra in this shoot for this new show that I'm I'm working on." And it was in a garage in Picton. And literally, I just had to sit there while Carol, this you know beautiful woman from the big city, comes walking in, and that's when her and Daryl uh first lock eyes and I literally just sat there and watched her come in and like picked my ear and I don't know if, what what it was but I, I got the call back and it was the ear dude was the ear pack. he he plunged watch, in there he was watch. he was see that's it yeah because his eyes see? his eyes roll up a little bit and it was just you know <laughs> when you you can turn that down yeah that was uh so that was it so got the got the call back got the in season one a little bit he's in season two a lot of it and um yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun because I've I've pitched 
cooking shows in the past. And I literally have probably pitched like eight to 10 cooking shows in the past and nothing has, has ever been picked up. And, you know, a, a 30, a, a 13 second scene of me picking my ear in a garage. And it's like, boom, like, it's just funny how That's things work out. You know, Matt's just, hilarious. <laughs> Naturally um, funny. It yeah. was so fun because I started watching, I binge watched the first season after we interviewed you the first time on the podcast. Right. And like one, your shirt is off so much in that <laughs> season. And I feel like you're just like, I'm going to take my shirt off. This is going to be great. And then at one point, Alicia gets me because like you're his mom and you have to look at his, like, down his pants. And that got me every time. I was just like, I don't know how they filmed this because I would be cracking We up. were dying the whole time. It was pretty that, It's amazing. Any scene with Matt, it's so hard. It's, it's, oh. there's like a hundred percent chance I will probably end up laugh crying <laughs> when I'm shooting with Matt. But that scene specifically was just, that was the way he was eating the bowl of, <laughs> Oreos. It was like mini Oreos. It wasn't even cereal. And then, yeah, looking down his little oh. bum crack over and over and over again. That's the thing. It's like his you don't just do one crack. take. <laughs> his little bum crack over and over and over again. And it just oh. got funnier every single time. We actually oh. got it on the first take, but I was just like, I'm going to make her do this 15, <laughs> 20 more times. Yeah. 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 I got a, Tas- I got a Tasmanian devil tattoo just for that shoot. <laughs> you, wait. You asked <laughs> No, <laughs> monster energy drink. Um, yeah, that was that was fun. And the best part of that shoot, uh, for the for those who haven't seen season one, but there was a, a little girl outside. So like, I had to like shout and be, and and there's this little girl, and I'm just like, I hope, I hope she doesn't like, you know, get scared, or, you know, because we're acting. So she did have a hard time. She was she yeah. yeah yeah she was a little uncomfortable, but it made it work. It made it work. <laughs> Yeah. She did look a little scared, like looking back. Yeah, there it. were no children yeah. harmed in the making of Starting Lots in season one. Maybe season three we will. Maybe season three. <laughs> well, stay tuned. I thought for sure that Belle was going to shut that one down because it was it kind of came out of nowhere. Most of that wasn't written um, when she like pats his ass when he goes inside. And she's like, oh, that's all squishy. And then she's like, your nipples yeah, are they don't like hard. poop jokes. <laughs> like, they don't like no. my poop jokes. And, and I, get, but I was like, that. oh, they're going to shut this down. But I think they're just like, nah, it's <laughs> oh. pretty funny. I love a poop joke. So yeah. Matt just kind of showed up and picked his ear and got the part. So how was the rest of the cast? It's not a huge cast, but how how did you pick everyone? Yeah, I mean, like... So these three are their their own kind of uh, stories, and you know Kelly, that's his thing. He he acts, and that's kind of his uh, main role in the company. As he comes on as an actor, and so that was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And we knew we needed uh, a handsome ass lead, so that was uh, problem solved. And there it is, right there. <laughs> um, it's really good when he dries his teeth out and keeps that top lip all stuck up. Or, yeah. <laughs> There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, and then the rest were. It was a real mixed bag. Like Alicia brought a lot of people from Toronto um, because you know we knew we needed um, quite a few people, and we wanted to spice it up a little bit and yeah. uh, get some diversity in there as well, which can be hard to find. And so uh, Alicia had some good uh, leads on some people in Toronto. And then, uh, and then there was a lot of just people locally. We we're really fortunate that so many people wanted to be involved. Um, a lot of friends and family. 
And uh, yeah, I think that was about it. We didn't really do any casting here. Um, there were a couple things where Alicia was like, oh, this guy would be perfect for this. And I was like, All right, yeah, I, trust I just, I, I knew, I knew Andrew Meikle. And then I reached out to someone in casting because I really wanted another strong female comedian on board. And they recommended um, Aliyah Rasool. And she was, yeah, she's pretty big in the comedy world. And so she was yeah, great. Aliyah's awesome. She's yeah. Like, yeah I lucked out. Yeah. We got really lucky for season two. Um, we, I, I messed up and forgot to cast somebody for a particular role. And I was <laughs> like, oh, Aliyah is going to be perfect for this. I wonder if she'll be available. And I messaged her. I was like, it's super short notice. It's in like two days. And she's like, Oh, well, I'll actually be in Picton uh, the day before. So, yes, I can do it. For a comedy and show, she was Toronto. already going to yeah. be there. So it worked out. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and then Atesh, too. Sorry. Yeah. Atesh yeah. as well. He, um, he, we brought him on for, he got a bigger role in the Christmas special. And then for season two, uh, it was a much bigger role. Um, also really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice when I get to work with friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though like um there are a few people I feel like on set or that that act in the show that are even just friends who who aren't even act like like pool the pool boy or pool guy like is he Oh even, Gary. Yeah. Gary. Oh Gary. Oh, yeah. And and it's just like hey like I know a guy and they come and they act and they're like okay see you tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. we, we have this small town show and it literally it's it has people in it that are from a small town who just come and clean a pool yep. in a thong and they're like that's awesome to that you know yeah. <laughs> i i yeah. will say gary is the biggest trooper so oh. gary's got to be getting close to 80 i would say seven, 76 77 something like that and uh when i asked him if he would be the pool boy in a thong it was august and he's like oh yeah let's do it and by the time we got around to shooting it it was like late october and <laughs> When we finally found a pool, it was down by the water. So it was like cool. like cold, cold air blowing in off the water. And it was about a hundred mile an hour wind. And I was like, we had this little pool house. I was like, okay, Gary, like you go over there in your parka. We're going to set up the shot. I'm going to get it all ready. And then you just run, get into your thong, get out there, do your thing. And he just like, he booked it. But it was the coldest day. I think we could have possibly filmed that without losing Gary. Yeah. Hashtag shrinkage. Hashtag shrinkage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he Thanks, still sh- he still showed up. He still showed up. He did. Okay to play. You guys have yeah. talked around it, but the difference, the uh just to highlight the point, Alicia's a professional actress, what she does. And so all the people she brought from Toronto were professional actors and actresses that are mm-hmm. that are do this for a living, maybe some on the side. And a lot of the local people were were, you know, amateurs like. Matt and I, who just, uh, you know, didn't realize how much we like doing it, but suddenly get into it like, Hey, this is fantastic. So just to highlight the difference local versus mm-hmm. we brought in people from Toronto that we needed, we needed professionals and we brought them in from Toronto. Like Alicia was the number one. And then through her connections, more professionals that, that do this for a living. And then the local ones were sort of, as Matt says, just like, Hey, you know, Eric Hayes, he's a funny guy. Let's, let's see, you know, how he'd be on camera. It doesn't work for everybody. So we actually had yeah. some, some that didn't work so well, uh, that, you know, didn't uh no one saw but eric's uh, a good example of that of someone who was not an actor 
Yeah. And his character just developed more and more and more. And we're like, oh, your character is so ridiculous. Like, we're just going to write <laughs> I think more it's of because this. it's not much of a character. Like, it's basically <laughs> no, it's Eric. Eric. <laughs> it's just like Eric. Eric just, like, turned up, yeah. like, one degree, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Vince Vaughn. Awesome. Like Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Usually just, Vince Vaughn. In the he's movies. just who he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, I think, part one of the best things about watching it being from Belleville is you recognize people like, you know, Kelly helps me with my insurance, but he's also on a show. Or like, I went to high school with Simi. So seeing her, it's just like yeah. so cool seeing these local people that you know. And then also seeing just parts of Belleville with a different sign over it or, you know, I think there's a lot of shots of like downtown buildings. And I feel like people not from Melbourne would be like, what a pretty architecture. And then I'm just like, I feel like under there, it is very sketchy. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> smoked crack right yeah. there. Yeah. Minutes ago. There's like one, one, one shot where there's like the top of the building and all these pigeons are sitting on it. I'm like, if two more pigeons sit there, that building's coming down. Yeah. <laughs> I know for sure. <laughs> um yeah. who are your favorite characters you got to play because if people haven't seen stony lonesome most of you maybe not matt because he plays himself kind of um most of you who play multiple characters especially kelly and alicia you guys both play so many great characters who's your favorite you get to play alicia do you want to go first uh, yeah i'll start um well, thanks to the first time we shot this i had time to think about it because i actually wasn't sure <laughs> up until you asked me um uh, Megan. I think Megan yeah. is one of my favorite characters to play. She's just so Megan. confident and full of life. And yeah, I get to really she's play so, when I'm in Megan. Megan. She's so relatable, which kind of like hurts me. I'm like, why do I relate to her so much? Why don't I know how to do a contour? <laughs> I think one of the fun things with Megan is that like, because of her energy, her lines don't have to be word perfect. So you can just kind of go and you never have to worry like, oh, I actually I didn't deliver that just, you know, word for word. It doesn't matter. You just like get to let loose and do whatever you want. Whereas there are certain characters where it's like it's really important that we get that line just right. <laughs> With Megan, it's pretty much just an energy. It's like if you get the energy right, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so you yeah. just have a lot of fun with it. Especially that makeup scene. Yeah, we only had one go at it. And yeah, that was our once you get all that stuff it. all over your face. Yeah, yeah, so it was like I had to nail it each time, and which meant I just I needed to not worry about the lines, and I needed to just commit to it, and whatever yeah. happened happened. Um, and that, yeah, I love that about her. I guess she's just completely in, in, embody her and have fun. She's great. She's I think Kelly, who's your favorite character you play? Uh, first, I just want to say that I love Megan so much. I've called Alicia Megan uh, by mistake. Like <laughs> he was so convincing that I've said, "Hey, Megan." I'm like, "Oh, no, that's not uh, you." Just play Megan. Alicia yeah. looks insulted, but she shouldn't be. It's okay. I get it. She's better than me. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite character to play is Scooter Man, just because he's a very different um, person than I am, and uh, lets me, you know, be a little free and. Whatever, have some fun. I think Scooter Man's the same Scooter deal, Man. right? Like it's it's all an energy. That's yeah. all it is with him. Like if the line if the lines are almost a side note, you know, it's just like as long as I get the energy and the crazy in there and uh and the chocolate yeah. sauce. And some chocolate sauce uh, and some cat hair. Yeah. You're good to go. All right. Is that is Lost that in Scooter the Christmas Man. special? The yeah. chocolate. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. A lot. Um, who came up with Scooter Man? Kelly, did you create that character? I think that was mine. Yeah. 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 But as with did- all of them, you know, it's, it's an idea and then there's a bunch of back and forth and, you know, it develops from that. But it was when you were talking about characters where we got the uh, characters earlier, I was going to say downtown Belleville is a great spot to find people, characters. Um, and I was looking like if, if you're not from Belleville, there's um, a huge proliferation of mobile scooters in downtown Belleville, like more than you've ever seen. And it's yeah. not necessarily people who so need many. them. They just they they park them at the bar and they jump out and run into the bar. Uh, so I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, what the deal is exactly, but I was fascinated by all these people. I thought we need a character that has a, you know, either has a mobile scooter or really, really wants one and can't get one. And so that's how the, where the character came from. So I think talk about the pajama pants. Oh yeah. Talk about your outfit. Talk about your outfit. Uh, Yeah. I never thought this was all that funny, but, um, Scooter Man has uh, sort of a mullet, long, long hair, and wears a hat, a bit like Matt's, but and yours, Kay, but a little different color. He has a T-shirt that says Scooter Man, just to reinforce Amazing. who he is and who he wants to be. And then his <laughs> pants are pajama pants because that's what people wear uh, in downtown, you know, Eastern Ontario. Uh, but these pajama pants are actually pictures of like my family. So it was a gift from my wife one year. She got us all pajamas with pictures of everybody. So I never thought too much of it, but Alicia saw them and she was like, oh my God, those are so, they're so perfect for a, you know, downtown character. And I was like, what? These were a gift. I was all offended, but these are my they favorite are pretty pants. good from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever just wear your Scooter Man outfit, like when you're not on set, just to, just to be one with him? Just once, but um, attracted way too much attention from people downtown <laughs> That want to just hang out and smoke dudes. So I was like, his wife wasn't as into it as he was hoping. Oh, yeah, yeah, shut <laughs> it down. What yeah. I was. Yeah. She loves the lumberjack outfit, but Scooterman yeah. not so much. Not so much. No. Yeah. Um, what is it like? Because a lot of the filming, it seems, is done downtown or like on the south side of town. What is it like filming uh, just out and about? And do people look at you really weirdly? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I would say it's it's fantastic. Like we don't uh, we don't run into any issues. It's very easy to get uh, store owners or shop owners to say like, yeah, go ahead, film in front of my place. You can use our power, you know, Um, and every once in a while we have some, you know, local flavor stop by and, uh, (laughs) you know, hold up uh, filming for a while while they tell us some story about their great great uncle who used to also you know, live in this building or something like that. But uh, for the most part, it's it's kind of a dream, actually, because it's just really, really easy uh, to move around here. And and uh, everything's pretty close by. So our studio's right downtown. So we're not doing like huge company moves to get to location. We can just, uh, you know, run down the street. And if everybody takes an armload of gear, we're good. Teamwork. Teamwork. Making the teamwork. Um, Alicia, you're not from Belleville, like the Quinney area. What has your experience been like coming here and filming and being one with the Belleville people? I love Belleville. Belleville feels like my second home now. I get excited every time I have to come back. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, it feels like my second home and second family is there. I, I also like, I know some people might, like locals might not think the downtown is very pretty or elegant, but I... I personally, every time I come down, I'm like, this is such a beautiful area. Like most downtown or waterfronts, there's laws. I still think that there's 
what's the right word? Like, I don't know. It's quaint. It's lovely. It's Mm -hmm. there's charm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I'm really happy that we, we shoot everything locally to Belleville. Katie, can I ask a question of Alicia? Yeah. Mm. Um, Alicia, tell us about um, your background and connection to Stony Lonesome and how it feels, feels so natural with your background in Sudbury and North Bay. (laughs) Sault Ste. Marie. Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, close enough. Yeah, whatever. Was that a a question? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm originally from Sault Ste. Marie. Um, I didn't grow up there, but I, I moved back multiple times. My have so much family still there. I have grandparents, um, brother, nieces. And um, yeah, so a lot of the characters are actually based on some of my family members. <laughs> um, um, my mom being from the Sioux, like <laughs> you can take the girl out of the Sioux, but you can't take the Sioux out of the girl. Uh, so my mom is a huge inspiration. Uh, I mentioned this last time and I'll mention it again. So my mother's name is Tammy. Now the Tammy character isn't solely based on my mother, um, but the, the the people sketch with the tent, she has the, um, my mother actually had a people growing up. So we would do a lot of camping and she would not want to leave the tent at night. So she would squat over a bowl and then dump it out the next morning. And um, if that wasn't like gross, and embarrassing enough. Like I never wanted to bring my friends camping because she did that. She would use that same bowl the next morning to make pancakes. Um, so it only felt right to create a sketch based on that experience with my mother. I feel like that's like, it's strongly a Northern Ontario thing. Yeah. Your mom, was your mom peeing in a bowl too? No, my mom didn't pee in bowls, but I've heard of that. Like it's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Well, last time I said it, like when I was younger, my if I was sick, she'd give me like a bowl to throw up in on the couch, and then later I know that was a popcorn bowl. Like it would get clean, but then like when she handed me popcorn, oh. it the same bowl. So it's Gross. a thing, I guess. How that's clean are you gonna... getting a bowl while you're camping, though? That's like, how true. clean are you getting it? But I feel like it's an identifier too. Like if I was at out and about and I saw someone peeing in a bowl, I'd be like, "Oh, you're from Sault Ste. Marie," you know, like you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> my family from the Sioux is going to be so mad. They're going to be like, people keep yelling, people, people peer at me when I'm on the streets. You know, yeah, it's like people, Tammy. That's going to be my Tammy. new diss is your mother pees in bowls. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a compliment. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. May your mother pee in a thousand bowls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does love camping. Yeah. Thank you. It's like a blessing, an Irish blessing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> May the wind always be at your back. And may your mother pee in a thousand bowls. We <laughs> pee in the bowls. So good. That's hilarious. Or it could be what? like a, the twist. It could be an insult. It could be like, may your mother not have a bowl to pee in. You know, like. Right. <laughs> it got really Can't weird. It. May the floor of your tent ever be soggy. <laughs> this is what the picture of the writer's room being like. Is it kind this of is like This is exactly that? what the writer's room is like. We get nothing done. Oh, and, I love uh, it. What is your favorite sketch? whether you're in it or not that that you've that's on season one not not season two because i feel like that tells too much but yeah i'm season one i have one go go i have one because it makes me laugh every single time it's scooter man it's the scooter man sketch oh when he gets yeah yeah 
the original. Well, that so part good. makes me laugh every time too. <laughs> but I, it's just I don't know, and I think it's because I I know the character that Kelly is portraying, and it's so dead on. Um, yeah, gets me every single time. Like, there's so many other funny sketches. Yeah, there but... is one line in that one that gets me every time he says it under his breath. He's like, "Oh, this is so frustrating." Yeah, <laughs> every time yeah. he says it, <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> The yeah. um, my favorite is um, the Karen sketch. So oh, it's so good. It was uh, totally. It was a great mashup, but it was it was Alicia's idea, and I had a different like an idea for just like a self help group of some kind, and she had an idea for the Karens, and we sort of mixed them together and uh, yeah, brought them together like just yeah. like this, and Alicia wrote yep. it you know, wrote the first draft and then we contributed. It was her, her baby, but just, it was a fun thing. And then it was fun to the coolest part, which we haven't talked about. Is you have an idea in your head and then you write it down and then it gets better talking about it and then you film it and then it gets edited. Like this, the whole process is, is so fascinating. And so to see it, you know, the, the, the most fun we have probably as we talked about is just the acting through it and, you know, going back and forth and you see, you know, Eric's in that one, uh, Alicia and some of her, um, professional actresses from, from Toronto that she brought down some actors and actors, just fantastic. And then you see it edited at the end and it's just, it's just such a fun process, but that's, that's my favorite one. Matt, what about you? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. I would say that, um, they're all, I like the little kind of, I love the little mini sketches like tattoos or like the, the bee stings mm. stuff like that oh is fun. Like I love those little offshoots of like silly stuff. Um, the it's, it's really cool to watch like the progression uh, of how the, what the show goes through and like how season one is funny. Oh my gosh. The Christmas special is hilarious. Season two, just you wait. Like it's, it's sharper and faster and funnier, but uh, the Christmas special, like all around, <laughs> I thought was funny. Um, yeah, just cause it's like an emotional roller coaster. Like there's, it, you get like the warm fuzzies, but then it's like, it's hilarious and silly and gross. Like it Christmas special is, is hilarious. And the way these three people here took like a, like a Christmas special and put like a, a spin on it, like almost like <clears> a, <throat> a, a campy horror spin on it was, was awesome. So I love the Christmas special. What's your favorite sketch that has oh, been on the show? Oh boy. It has to be from season one. No, we're the Christmas special or but I feel like we don't want any spoilers for season two, right? Well, yeah. yeah so we can't. I can do this without spoiling. There's one in season okay. two that is um there's almost no dialogue to it at all. It's just like a little setup and then just this horrendous display of disgusting physical comedy. And uh um, I'm surprised Bell let us get away with it. Yeah, they didn't change a thing. They were like, it's perfect. But it's super I gross. Know like it's so bad. It's I not, know. I, it's like, not like dirty gross. Like... It's just like, like, yeah. Okay. It's visceral gross. And I love it. I can't it. wait when I see it. You'll yeah, know. I yeah. can't wait for everyone to see it. And then for us to talk about how we shot, how we shot that, which, yeah, it was by also the a way, ton of fun to mention, yeah. um, we had a meeting yesterday. We do plan on having a screening um like red carpet event Ooh, so everyone yeah. can come watch That's season amazing. two yeah That's we'll so do a cool. q a um be in we April. are love that. yeah yeah when this kind of i know last time and probably still can't answer it spot on but when is like the aim for season two to come out onto bell five 
Yeah. So we deliver March 9th. Yeah. March 9th. And then they, they can take as long as they want to put it up. So generally what happens is they get it and they look at what's going out right now, what they have on the air right now, when things are already dropping. And then they kind of drop it in a time when it's not going to get clobbered by a bunch of other stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of up to them. I think last time it was about a month from when we delivered to when they put it on. So I'm guessing April, mid to late April. I'm so excited to I'm see excited. Me too. I'm just like, yes, let's go. What is ready. the hope for the future of Stony Lonesome? Like you filmed season two. Mm-hmm. And for people who haven't seen it, it's a it's a sketch comedy show. So Kelly, can yeah. you explain yeah. what sketch comedy is? Sure. I'd love to. Thanks, Katie. Uh, sketch comedy, the, the best example or the example people probably know the most is Monty Python. So a bunch of different actors or actresses writing, creating, and then doing different roles. Uh, more recently in Canadian is the um, Baroness von Sketch, which if you haven't seen it is incredible. Five very funny women, four or five, four, five. Anyway, um, so that's what we we tried to do, but we did something different, which is unique as far as we know. And that is sketch comedy is usually completely random. You know, one sketch doesn't tie into the next one completely. You might have a recurrence of characters. Um, but what we did is draw, uh, you know, a story throughout the whole thing. So season one has a, a story arc, um, characters you get to know, and then you find out, you know, what happens. There's a plot. And then interspersed. Uh, probably confusingly for for people watching, there's random stuff that happens. So I'm sure people go, you know, how does that tie into anything? But um, but the whole theme is related to Stone, Stone and Lonesome. Lonesome. Yeah, it all yeah. takes place in the same world. Yeah, and I same think world. to your point, Kelly, in season one, I think there was maybe more stuff that maybe was just on the outside of like ah, oh, that didn't really tie into the whole thing, and so. We kind of figured that out as we watched season one. We're like, okay, so we don't want as much of that in season two or in the Christmas special. And then the Christmas special was a standalone. So everything happened uh, to the same characters. Uh, The only crossover was uh, Scooter Man uh, and Megan. Uh, But for the bulk of it, um, it's just our, you know, our leads um, trapped in a bar. Um, And then season two, I would say is even more, uh, singular storyline than season one, like quite a bit more than season one. So there's there's less where it just breaks out to random characters that you've never met, uh, and it kind of sticks with our core group. I'll just throw in a teaser. Victor reminded me the um, when Bell Five called us and said, "Do you have any ideas for season two? Hmm. Uh, Victor texted me right and goes, uh, "What do I say? What do I say?" And I said, "Just say yes." So we said yes, even though we didn't have any. I don't think they'll be offended. I'm sure a lot of other creators. I don't remember sounding quite so frantic, but sure. Yes, we'll so it's a better story. You're right. Pulling his hair out. Like, yeah. What do I do, Kelly? Actually, when he turned gray, it was like that moment right there. And so the, the next day, uh, Alicia and I got in the studio, and there was the, there's a bit of a love story from season one where we're sort of you know being attracted to each other. And the season two, the idea was put Matt in the bed between them, and he's you know he's creating a riff that. His best, he doesn't want to lose his best friend to some gal from Toronto or whatever. So that that was, I mean, I may be misquoting what happened exactly, but that that was the kernel of it. Like, yeah, you know, let's let's mess up this relationship that was starting to form with Matt. And so that's basically all we had. And then and they said, we love it, go for it. Yeah. And, and then we wrote it after that. Yeah. That's a picture, right? Isn't that? I feel like I've it seen is. this on social yeah. media. Yeah. We're all it's three of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a picture. 
You need that on like that's, a shirt. I would buy that shirt. Just you three in a bed. I think it'd be great. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> that would be a great t-shirt. You know what? Matt should be tarp off for it though. Oh yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. With the hat on. Matt just pulls his shirt up now. He's like, I'm getting ready. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. Well, you asked what was the future, what the future of Sony Lonesome look like. And then we answered four other questions, uh, which is how Kelly and I's meetings go. Um, So we won't say any names or anything right now, but we are talking with someone uh, about expanding Stony Lonesome um, on a more grand scale like a full length scale and that's going well so far so that's all i'll say you know we're talking to someone who could really help us grow it and make it um, much bigger um and we'll see how it goes it could all fall apart tomorrow i don't know but don't even um, say that no No. knock on wood you you don't put that negative energy in the universe we don't need that negative energy we, we shouldn't say that Steven Spielberg is one of our favorite producer directors. <laughs> right. yeah. that. And I, yeah. yeah, we don't want you thinking that um, that's who we're talking to, us, but it's totally Steven. I have to tell a scooter story. I should have told this oh. when we were talking about it, but I have to circle back yeah. because there are so many scooter people in Belleville. And once my, my lovely mother <laughs> was like, in a parking lot and this man in his scooter was stuck in a snowbank. So my mom... Oh like heaved him out of the snowbank him and his scooter and then he said fuck off and drove away that's funny because scooter man would never do that he's the nicest no. guy in the world yeah yeah, yeah. do you yeah. guys remember seeing that scooter guy from the bevel waterfront festival oh, just yeah. that, like plowed through that like fire flaming yeah yeah that's amazing oh my gosh uh Steve-o? Apparently she has no. a history of burning stuff down though. Like yeah. it's a little bit her too. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny know. Knoxville and Steve O uh so both and Snoop Dogg all posted on their Instagram that video. No way. And I see that guy randomly. I'll see that guy and I'm just like I salute you, <laughs> sir. You put Belleville on the map. Yeah, you That's saved crazy. all of us. Yeah, we're here yeah. busting our butts um, making a show. He's like, watch this. <laughs> that will get on the map a lot easier. Crunch <laughs> it over. Yeah. He's like, Snoop yeah. Dogg's going to be talking about me tomorrow. <laughs> I want to know what you guys consider like your measure of success. I'm stealing this question from my boss because he always asks people this at the end of every interview. So like when, mm-hmm. if you can look back and be like, Okay, like I want to reach this, and like this is going to be like the pinnacle of success. I want to go first for, for this project. I want to know what that is for you guys. Maybe, Elevator. maybe the pinnacle of success isn't. I'm not quite going to answer that exactly, but close. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, so for season one, we put together this great crew of people, uh, and they all showed up and worked their asses off, and nobody, you know, nobody worked for free, but nobody really got paid what they deserved either except Matt. Yeah. Matt worked for free, uh, crew. Yeah. Lots of cast work for free. Um, but you know, the crew, they worked their butts off and, um, you know, even the people that got paid the most, nobody got what they really deserved. So for me, I think what I would call success is year after year, I can put this team together and pay them what they deserve. And ideally we can uh, have projects big enough to last them for the whole year. Like I would love to put this team together in a way that 
we don't have to be like, okay, now go figure out the rest of your nine months of, of the year. And hopefully you're still around and can afford to come work for us again for, you know, the other three, I'd love to be able to just say like, okay, go take three months off. And now let's come back and we're going to crush it again. Like we do every year for me, you know, like I don't, I don't need to make a ton of money. I don't need to be on the, you know, the biggest screens I'd love to obviously, but if I can year after year, put that team together and just keep doing what we love and do only that and not have to, you know, oh, I got to take this job over here and I got to take this job over here so that I can, you know, make this work. And I'm, I'm happy to do that right now. I'm not complaining at all. I have, you know, I'm very fortunate, but that would be the dream is just to be able to focus on something like this, whatever it is, whether it's this show or in a few years, whether it's another show, uh, to be able to just focus on that. That was a really good answer. Yeah. I kind of feel the same as you, Victor, like to piggyback on that. Steal my I answer, think my sure. measure of <laughs> my measure of success looks very much the same to be able to work with this team on on multiple projects and to be able to like survive off of that because we put in all of this hard work and um, we minimal amount of money. But then I'm most of us are still having to have these other jobs and other projects that and it gets tiring after a while. You just want to do what you love and be able to make a living off of it. And that yeah. for me is, is success. Anything more than that is, is just bonus. I do have this vision though. I do have this vision. Let's hear it. And I guess this would mark success is me in Belleville. For some reason, I always pictured in Belleville, which I don't think this would be that successful, but someone be like, Hey, you're Megan from Stony Lose. And I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I did try to set that up for you one time. I don't know if it worked. Oh, uh, when you went to pick up, up the beer at uh, at Myers Creek. Yeah. Did yeah. they do it? Did they do it? Well, they did say they know they knew they knew who I was, uh, and it did light me up a little bit inside. But we also used their beer for our show, so of course yeah. they knew who. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate Kelly, it though. I mean, if you do want to set that up, it's all good. I'll be okay with that. Kelly, what about you, buddy? Uh, three quick answers. One, if any member of the crew could be say in downtown Toronto and see somebody walk by with a stony lonesome hat, you know, that would be the ultimate measure of success. Uh, it happened last week, randomly, Matt was in Toronto and saw someone in a stony lonesome hat. So hope I didn't steal yours, Matt. Number two, uh, I forget the guy's name, creator of, um, experimental theater, but he said that if anytime uh, like a man or woman walks across the street, that is theater. So you don't even need an audience as long as that one person is aware of themselves. That's theater. And so for me, that's the, you know, we're, we're making theater. So we're, we've succeeded in my mind. Like we're, I'm so proud of what we've done because we had an idea took it to its full end. We didn't sell it to somebody and they changed it or hired a producer and did something different. Like we created this and, and did it ourselves. So I'm so proud of what we've done. And then the third one would be to get the nod for best actor at the Oscars and decline. <laughs> say, no, I'm busy. I can't, I can't make it. Scooter right across the stage. That's so badass, Kelly. <laughs> that was the best answer. Like all, all three of those answers together was the best answer. Yeah. Absolutely. Matt, your turn, buddy. That hasn't gone yet. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, to see someone with a stony lonesome toque in Toronto. No, oh. um, I think honestly, like, uh, this is i i just i think it's just super awesome to like be working with these guys and be working on this project so i mean like anything for me i'm just 
you know, I'm not, I'm not going to approach it as in like, Oh, well, let's see what happens. I'll just go in there. Like when I, when I'm there, it's like from the start to the finish, I go in there with high energy. I love to be as funny as I can. And if it goes for 20 more years, amazing. If it goes for two more years, amazing. I just like, I'm, I'm, I am in it right now working with these peeps, you know, Good answer. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. I think you're like watching the show. You guys all look like you're just having the best time and that you all get along and maybe that's the acting, but um, it just looks like a really happy set. You would think so. Oh, it is. Yeah. Sorry. Blew blew my joke, Alicia. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Try again. Can can I try that again? It's not. Never mind. (laughs) The moment's passed. That's why one of the, I think one of the reasons why the show works so well is because we, we all actually find it funny and we all believe in it. We believe in each other. And I mentioned this before, but when we're filming a scene, there's like 10 people behind the camera waiting for the punchline, like trying not to laugh. Like everyone, the person who's scheduling, the person who's helping lift the mic stands, like everyone thinks it's funny. And we're all friends. We all have like chat groups and we send memes and stupid videos to each other and we make fun of each other. And that's why it works because we're not just showing up and clocking in. We're there and we're like, okay, what can I say that will get me around? Yeah. Can we have a chat group? Oh, yeah. How do we get yeah. it? How do we get it sure. to the chat group? Yeah. Absolutely. She's the queen of Stony Lonesome. Right. How could yeah. we possibly deny her? She'll be like, off with the heads. Yeah. <laughs> I just to, assume you I was rule gonna try to make a, with an iron. I was going to make a foot joke somewhere, but uh, like, oh. it, you know, whatever. Instead of a crown, though, you need like a Tim Hortons hat or something. Fuck like, Tim Hortons. It's going to be Starbucks. Oh. Arby's. But yeah, I think, I think you're right. I do think that the only reason this show works is because everyone's having such a great time. And I feel like so blessed that the crew that came together did because it could be so miserable. Um, I've been on sets that you just don't know why they're even in this industry. Like, it's like you're not even making that much money. So why are you, you know, why are you here? You look miserable. You know, like if if you're gonna if you're gonna do this and, and sacrifice, you know, uh a lot of stuff, you might as well at least love it and you know have it uh have it be the best time ever. And I I remember in season one, I got there on I think probably the fifth or sixth day of shooting, and everyone was, you know, we were all tired. I got there super early. I pulled the trailer around the back and uh, I was going around to unlock, to unload the trailer and I was alone and it was probably five in the morning. I think call time wasn't until seven. Uh, and by five forty-five, um, people started rounding the corner crew that were just there like almost, you know, an hour early uh, just be like, Oh, Hey Coop. And, you know, they grab a bunch of gear and start walking. And I was like, and like, I got all choked up. I was like, holy crap. Why are these people so happy to be here? You know, like, why are they all just like, yeah, no problem. Like so many people that early in the morning would just be miserable SOBs, but no, they're just all happy. And, you know, didn't have to ask them to do anything. We've got so many great people that like, before I even think, oh, I need this. I turn around and they've already got it. And yeah, it's not because I'm paying them 
huge money. <laughs> it's because they just they want to see everything run smoothly and they're super excited and they're keeners. You can tell though in the final product, right? Because yeah. like when you have like people who are passionate about something and they really love what they do, like you can see that in the end product. And it's it's definitely there with you guys. And mm-hmm. I just love everything you guys are doing. I think it's very inspiring and amazing. Like and especially just like coming out of Belleville. You know what I mean? Like and you guys are like doing something like so cool and we just don't see I, I feel like we don't see that enough where people just like there's lots of ideas but people don't tend to just do things and i'm just really stoked that you guys are just doing it oh i think, I think, uh, I think in a larger yeah. area like uh you know ottawa montreal toronto i think it's even it's more difficult to do things like that because you're so it's so saturated and you're, there's yeah whatever idea you have there's 20 other people with the same idea but when you have a a small town like belleville and you have the resources that we all have then it's like okay if it's a great idea then then it will shine because uh because no one else is really doing it here yeah that said like i think our goal is to like i remember so i'm a musician first that's pretty rude matt sorry um I was a musician before anything. And I remember when I was a kid, someone would be like, Oh, he's a really good singer for a kid. And I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to be a good singer for a kid. I want to be a good singer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that, like that little, um, mm-hmm. qualifier. qualifier. Like, Thank you. Note. Yeah. Like, oh, and yes. so for, for Stony, like, I don't want it to be good for something coming out of Belleville. Our goal is like, it's just a good show regardless. And you yeah. know, that'll take time because we are up against, you know, but it is uh, a good show. A million other this. cities. Like Thank you. You're welcome. I, I appreciate that. I feel that. very passionate about your project. I'm not even I can tell. Anyway. I'm just like, I just really love like creative people. I think that oh, I just, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I my brain create with us. <laughs> Stop <Yeah>. functioning. <laughs> i stopped did you say you stopped functioning (laughs) no my brain just okay so i have really bad adhd and like wait sometimes i'll be like mid-thought and then my brain's just like no we're done with that yeah there's a lot of that on set you fit right in oh Oh, yeah Yeah. um last time you guys told us about all the set peanuts yeah i'm assuming they're still there they haven't gone anywhere. We're actually going to be handing them out at the event. We're going to make little yeah, bags, little bags, and we're going to the one one floor peanuts, yeah. and yeah. we're going to hand them out as like little. Uh, I think that's what little we're going to do. Little I'll snacks. Frame them. Yeah. Oh, I'll, 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 like oh. shadow box. Oh, make the little them. the little peanut families. You know how they do like yeah. with the with the rocks and the twigs, little peanut families. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, can I spoil one of jokes? One of the jokes that you. Uh, were telling me about the other day. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to mention that earlier. I, w- I would love you for you to. Yeah. M- Matt had this idea that like maybe a bunch of people from Quebec moved to Stony Lonesome, and it's like we're getting a real influx of Quebecois. And Daryl decides to rename the bar the. Uh-uh. <laughs> Daryl uh, hates it. Uh, uh, tavern. No. That's just it. That's the idea. Yeah, I was at uh, Toyota a couple of days ago getting my tires changed. Night, you know, wait till February to get my winter tires on. But the guy was loading the tires in the back of my truck, and he's like, "Oh, you got? I see you got some ink." And I was like, sh- you know, showing a few tattoos. And he literally proceeded to show me twenty of his tattoos, from the smallest one to the biggest one. And I'm like, that would be such a funny like 
sketch where it's like it starts off as like a butterfly or a ladybug and then it goes to like you know a rat on his skull or something you know like <laughs> and you know i'm just like okay dude i gotta go right anyways the amount I gotta of go. times that has happened to me just like walking <laughs> I remember once at the Red Lion, there was a man and he was like, I really like your chest tattoo. I was like, great, thanks. And he like opens my shirt, like grabs my shirt, goes like this. And then I I punched him. Did you? Yeah, I hope he did. Did you punch him good? Well, I, yeah, like right in the chest. I was like, "Mm, okay. But yeah, like the amount of people who just think him. I did it punched him. But yeah, the, the amount of people so that are good. just like, oh, hey, you have a tattoo. Let me tell you all about mine. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Uh, what a weird thing. But this is this is where ideas for sketches come from. It's just yeah. small yeah. experiences. And then you, I mean, they're either funny in itself or you find a way to kind of elaborate yeah. on the encounter. We're for sure going to write a sketch where the queen of Stony Lonesome titty punches some guy. <laughs> I would love Done. to titty punch Matt. Titty yeah. punch. Titty punch Matt. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. <laughs> uh, do you guys all, do any of you or all of you have things upcoming that you want to shout out before we kind of wrap it up? Ooh. Well, Alicia, okay. I don't know. Do you want to talk about your Ooh. thing? Okay. I will. Yes. I haven't right. I haven't talked about it publicly yet, but um oh. I'm currently writing I just a show. Got back to my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> hey, it's not contagious. Um that we know of. That we know of. Um yeah, so the show is called Hair Lip, which is a slang term for a cleft lip that most of us don't like. I was born with the cleft lip. So it's a comedy series about what it's like basically growing up with that. Um, I applied for a development grant through Ontario Creates. I will hear back in the next four to five weeks, three to five weeks-ish, yeah. And it's going to be the same team as Stony Lonesome as far as like the production team. Um, So... I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. That's awesome. Victor's going to be That's directing so cool. it. Kelly plays my therapist. Um, I don't have a role for Matt yet, but Matt will always have a place in anything okay. I do. It's, so it's okay. that'll be there in spirit. It can be the. You might be stuff. like the grocery store clerk or something, but we'll you'll pay have him some in role. spirit too. If there's any bushes, <laughs> is there bushes? I could be a bush. Yeah. Could be a bush with a ch. Yeah. Yeah. Bush uh, High Tower. <laughs> stars in hair lip. <laughs> this uh, summer, don't show your lip to Bush. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got nothing. Oh, that's uh, a really cool project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I hope it really works cool. out. Fingers crossed. It's all about getting the funding. That's the hardest part. And then a platform. Yep. So did talk to CBC Gem. They're basically just waiting for um, me to find out if I have the development grant. We would uh, be shooting the pilot in March if if we do. So yeah. things are going to move very quickly because all the other deadlines for other applications for funding for this project are pretty quick. So we'll be hitting the, I want that cookie so bad. I'm going to get groceries <laughs> after this and I'm buying a box of maple cookies. That's I've had so many. I brought out too many to begin with. And then, like, this podcast just won't end. And so I keep looking at it. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I can't just let that sit there. 
Um, I, I'm gonna quickly go next just because I'm gonna quickly go next just because I have to go grab the kids at 320. Um if so one minute. Oh. Uh Victor, is it okay if I quickly mention the, the doc? Is that cool? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I uh we did a documentary with Victor about um it's it's called full and it's all about having a uh full heart. A full life and a full belly, I guess. Um, full bush. All those things. Full bush. Full bush. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, um, unprompted, I love to just like do all the things and have a lot of fun and try all, all the new things. And uh, Victor and a few other talented people recognize that. And we worked together and made a, made a documentary about living life to the fullest and just love loving your friends and family. So Matt's being coy it's about matt like i don't know if that came across the the <laughs> doc, doc is about, about yeah it's oh, matt okay. yeah it's a documentary about matt it's six uh, and a half hours yeah it's, it's six and a half hours long yeah. uh, the, the, the director's first, cut strangely is shorter yeah <laughs> it's only 12 minutes 12 minutes <laughs> kelly that's strangely accurate because the doc is actually it's literally that long like exactly 12 minutes oh wow um the yeah, first six minutes are just the waist down it's a weird yeah uh weird vibe no it's not um but it, it will be at doc fest oh so, are you guys up. going to doc fest i am like, I, we, yeah. mark and charity just did a podcast about it today uh march today yeah in march march okay yeah. Cool. Uh, I think it's like early March. I think it's the sixth or something. I literally yeah. just did this like Matt, I'm sorry guys, I gotta go, but thank you okay. very much. Matt, I love, bye, I love Matt. you, buddy. Okay, we'll love chat you, soon. Bye. bye friends. Kisses. <laughs> Victor, I feel like you're involved in everyone else's stuff. Do you have anything else coming up? I'm sure you do. No, I'm mostly just involved in other people's stuff. Well, like it's it's all my stuff too. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I I guess I'm just the the middleman that's kind of in all these things. So like the thing coming up with Alicia, hopefully that all goes through. That'll be fantastic. Uh, just another great excuse to get the crew back together again. And um, Matt's thing is done now, that doc. So that's out of the way. Uh, I'm just trying to get Stony Lonesome Season 2 out the door. Um, I actually have to get Alicia uh, and Kelly in here to do some ADR. And Oh, good to know. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. Uh, so like Happy sometimes, to come back. yeah, sometimes <laughs> when you're recording, uh, it's too loud to get good audio. So for example, one time we had to run a leaf blower in the scene. Um, and so you're not going to get a good audio. So you just know that. And so then you record it all in post. Yeah. Okay. No. And Kelly, okay. do you have anything so. coming up? Well, the, the big thing is Tony Lonesome with, uh, with Victor. So the Tony Lonesome 2 is all Victor his job like or his part in editing and stuff but to to take stony lonesome one two in the christmas special package it and present it so uh victor alluded to someone we're talking to but that's sort of you know 2023 to get a full-length show for stony lonesome yeah. is sort of my interest and then because um you mentioned the red lion uh victor and i have a, a bar rescue show that we're pitching uh, and the first pilot is about the conversion of the red lion into the local and three years in the making yeah. Yeah, we didn't know it would take him three years to do it, and it's still not open. But it's going to be the most expensive show on the planet. <laughs> three yeah. years per episode, but it's oh got. Oh my gosh! Oh, and one more maple for Victor, and uh. then uh, yeah, we're hoping the the, the pitch of Stony Lonesome. We we have something in our back pocket, so 
I think we've, we've proved to ourselves anyway, hopefully them that we can do something of high quality. And then mm -hmm. if they say, okay, you know, it looks good, but we don't want that. We're going to pull something out of our back pocket that uh, we haven't talked about. That's a feature length film to pitch to them as well. So this uh, year is about getting, you know, a feature length or full length uh, Stony Lonesome. Well, you're all really badass and busy. And thank you so much for doing this twice with us. We really appreciate it. We are, it's going to come out next week, I swear. Um, but thank you. And you guys can all end the call, but I'm staying on because I'm not losing audio this time. So <laughs> uh, yeah. deal. Thank well, you so much. Thank you thank guys. You for guys. Thank you guys. I think it, it was, was actually maybe even, time. yeah, I was going to say it might've even been better the second time around and kudos so to you both for pretending like this was the first time you'd heard everything. You were really great. You have careers in acting. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was convinced there were a couple of times that I was like, did we not talk about that? Because they looked so surprised and shocked. It was very convincing. Good job. I'm confused. Well, you guys made it easy because it didn't sound like the same the second time around wow yeah because i can't i can't hide that on my face i'm literally incapable of hiding like being bored on my face uh, so <laughs> you good to know i think that's a compliment yeah yeah, yeah, yeah when i have this when no, it is. Idea, it is. i'm bringing it to you okay and then i'm just gonna look at your face the whole time just, just watch yeah. whether it's boring or not yeah, yeah. is it excitement is it boredom? Like, well what she's is asleep <laughs> Her feet are up on the table and she's drooling. <laughs> Thank you for having us on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. We will leave so you can stay. That was amazing. That was amazing. It was. We got to talk to them twice. And I think second time they were both great recording. That's like the worst part is like both of our talks were like really good in their own respects. Um, this one, I feel like we were all just a little bit more comfortable with each other, which I thought was pretty fun. Can I tell everyone what you did? The birth. <laughs> <laughs> so we started the recording and I let everyone, well, I let, I think it was like you, me and Victor. Yeah. And maybe Alicia. I'm not sure, but I let everyone in the room. I don't think Kelly was there either, but oh, I let everyone in the room and Kay was had not eaten and it was like two in the afternoon. She went and got food and a Diet Coke right before we were going to record. And then she thought she was muted and she let out like the best podcast. Remember, I don't have it recorded and that's the sound, sad part, but um, it was she let so out the gnarly. best podcast part. And yeah. I love. I was it. like mortified. I just I wanted to die on the spot. I was like, "Nope, this ain't it." But this is it. I was. I think they enjoyed it, and they're gonna write it into an episode. So, well, I mean, I hope. I I really do want to be the queen of Stone Lonesome. I think you are. You already claimed that. Well, I mean, I already am, but I like. I want it to be like an official thing. Yeah, because you know, there's always like um, that bougie, like mean mom, and I can be a mean mom. <laughs> You're not a mean mom, though. You're like the best mom. So funny. I have mad COVID brain right now, so I don't know what else we need to talk about except how great that was. Season two, they're not sure when it's coming out. Like, it'll come out, like, Mar end yeah. of March, April was the vibe. Um, Matt has... Uh, his documentary. His, his documentary, which uh, 
Victor produced and filmed, I believe. Yes. Is going to be at DocFest. So you can catch that and follow them all on Instagram. You can check that out in our show notes. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Hillside House Studios. Miri, shout out. I am going to see her in four days. I feel like we should film Wait, that. Wait, no, that's a lie. Don't... Six days. <laughs> Math hard. <laughs> this is, if this, if me not being able to math kind of tells you anything about where my brain is at today. It's like life set us up for a weird point right now because we're like work besties. We like are normally in the office together. And if one of us is down, then the other one can pick it up. But the problem is you have the big sads and I have the COVID. So yeah, it's just like, it's situational. My big sads right now, like it's completely situational. So it's like, like, I know it's going to be fine. It's like, everything's great. But like, I mean, I do have a lot to be happy and excited about situational sad it's super fair you're sad right now yeah too so but it's fine sometimes you have to feel those emotions you know yeah i know and i think i let it all out this morning and and now i feel like i'm doing good like yeah i'm like you okay, look great okay. especially in that hat i love my little babes of quinny too because that flips down i think i might also so. get the rust one i've been buying all our merch i love it and that brings us to everyone please buy our merch babes of quinny.ca or just message us if you want to buy it and I don't know, not do it online. I don't care. Yeah, if you don't if you don't have a credit card or you don't have PayPal or any of that stuff, like we'll take an e-transfer. We love it. We love it. Yeah, it's How fine. We, we can we can we can do it many. We can take cash. We have two. We have hoodies, we have crew necks. And it's they're so cozy. Stickers and magnets cool. and keychains. Yeah. And if you yeah. get tickets to the bingo event, you get a magnet keychain and sticker. So like winning. Um, that's really all I got. I'm really sleepy. And you should go take a nap. Probably. It's been real, babes. Bye. The Babes of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 955 Hits FM, Cool 100, and Inquinty.ca.